everyone. All right. All right, now we got 10. Now we got 10, yeah. All I'd right. like to welcome everyone live on our Zoom today and all those who will log on to Spotify and Apple iTunes maybe tomorrow or the day after. Uh, welcome to On The Mark Sports Talk with your host. There I am, Mark with a C. And this is show number 120. 120. How about that? 120 right. shows, 120 weeks. We must be insane doing this for us. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of life do we have? They're always here on Thursday at 4 o'clock. You should mention it's consecutive weeks. Consecutive weeks, that's right. How is everybody today? All right. Everybody. Everybody. How are you, Mark? How are you doing, Mark? How are you, Mark? I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine here. Uh, No ailments to speak of today, which is good. Uh, I had all surgery last Thursday. That's why I wasn't here. What's that? Last Thursday, I was getting oral surgery. At the oh, time of the, uh, of the show. How are you feeling? How are you feeling, Dan? It was amazing. Well, first time I had a tooth pulled in 40 years, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was amazing. How are you feeling yeah. feel with the other thing? They just gave you a, a local yeah. shot for hernia, it? Hernia, hernia. No, I, I, had a, I had a bridge. The real part of the bridge, the tooth was had an infection underneath, and the bridge was loose, so they cut half the bridge off. And took the, the other tooth out in the back. It, it, like 45 minutes to prepare and a 15-minute procedure. Nitrous gas really helps. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So, Very um, good. Very good. No how you, how you doing on your hernia? Nothing. The hernia is all healed. I'm going mm. for, uh, on Thursday. Next, yeah, next Thursday, 24th. Yeah. The 24th, yeah. I'm going to the doctor's final checkup before. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Wait, swelling stay. is practically all gone, thank God. That's I went to a about 10 days, which is very uncomfortable, but thankfully everything is okay. I went I went to work the next day. I told you. They, well, they, you're a tough guy. I went, yeah, and I was, I was hurting. I was hurting, but why would I why should I take a day off from work when I'm sick or injured? Make <laughs> <laughs> us take a day off when for fun things. Oh, Whatever. Right. Really save the time. Save yeah. the time. Yeah. So right. let's move on uh, on our show here. And we're going to start with Milton's Name That Tune this week. And you're sponsored right. by Dental X-rays. Okay. Dental X-rays. The, uh, year, the, year, the year was 1964, March. Cassius Clay just changed his name to Muhammad Ali after he just knocked out Sonny Liston for the heavyweight title. And this song right now was a big hit in March of 64. If I could get Springfield. Great song. I only want to be with you. I want you to I only want to be a Jew, right? Right, just be straight. Yeah, right. Right. Great song. Right. That is. She also did. She also did "Son of a Preacher Man." Preacher Man. Man. Yes. Yes. um, She had so many hits. Hits. Yeah. Yeah. Wishing and hoping. 
Wishing and hope, a good one. Wishing and hope. Windmills, windmills of the mind. Windmills, something, song too. No, no, that wasn't her. That wasn't her. I can't think of it. All right, but she had a good hit. Good. Is she alive or dead? No, she's gone. She's gone. She's gone years ago. Yeah, years ago. Okay. She had a lot of. But she has the same name as me. I went by Dusty in college. Really. I was, I was called. Dusty, yeah. No one called Dusty, me Mark. Dusty college. Gold. Dusty Gold, yeah. Oh, really? Long story about that. One All day right. we have time. I'll tell you about why I was called Dusty. Yeah, that's me. All right. Thank you, Milton, on the name that tune this week. We missed you last week. We didn't we yeah. didn't do any tunes last week while you were away. By the way, you know, I, I wanted to I went to a guy to string my tennis racket. He wouldn't string it with dental floss. I have so much dental floss. I told them would have helped with my forehand. You know, I bring my own floss, sixteen gauge. He, you know, was it coated? <laughs> was the floss coated? Better if waxed or unwaxed. All right, all right. Let's move on. Gerald, we're up to your numbers report. Uh, and today, of course, one twenty plus eighteen forty-six. That magical year. Nineteen sixty-six. It was number thirty-one that was extracted. Okay. Milton, it was number 31 that I had extracted. 231. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, number 31, the lower right side. Yeah, very good. Very good. You still got it. Very good. You don't don't have a wisdom tooth, do you, Danny? That's not a wisdom tooth. I lost my wisdom a long time ago. Which surgeon did it? I just want to know. Got a weird name. Um, Harry? No, no, no. It wasn't uh, it starts with an R. I can't remember his name. Rothberg. Robert. Robert. Rothberg. No, no, Rothberg didn't do it. All right. Uh, come think about yeah. it one day. We'll move on. Yeah. Gerald, your numbers report. 1966, your report is sponsored this week by, so apropos for the month of August, cicadas. <laughs> <laughs> they put the money up. What do you have? Every seven years. Okay, so 1966. Uh, let me start out with uh, key awards and mm. statistics by league. MVP, Roberto Clemente, Frank Robinson, Baltimore Orioles, <clears throat> Cy Young, Sandy Koufax, who was 27 and 9 with the 1.73 ERA. Key statistics, key statistical leaders by league. Batting average, Matty Alou, Pittsburgh, 342. Frank Robinson, Baltimore, 316. Home runs, Hank Aaron, 44. Frank Robinson, 49. RBIs, Hank Aaron, 127. Frank Robinson, 122. Slugging average, Dick Allen, 632. Frank Robinson, 637. Stolen bases, Lou Brock, 74. Bert Campanaris, 52. Complete games. Sandy Koufax, 27. Jim Cott, 19. Strikeout, Sandy Koufax, 317. Sam McDowell, 225. ERA, Sandy Koufax, 173. Gary Peters, 1.98. Winning percentage, Juan Marichal, 806. Sonny Siebert, 667. Wins, Sandy Koufax, 27. Jim Cott, the Hall of Famer, 25. In the World Series, the Orioles defeated the Dodgers four, ga- four to nothing in games. The Dodgers scored a total of two runs. Fewest in series history 
and the Orioles scored only 13. The Dodgers batted collectively 142, wow. and the Orioles batted 200, and the MVP was Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson was named MVP in the American League and became the first player to be MVP in both leagues. Sandy Koufax completed his 12-year career at the age of 30. He was 165 and 87 with a 2.76 ERA lifetime. He had 40 shutouts and 2,396 strikeouts. His ERA was 0.95 in World Series play. He held the record for most strikeouts in a season, 382 in 1965. Sandy was asked, why he chose to, to leave the game at this moment, the age of 30, he replied, I've got a lot of years to live after baseball, and I would like to live them with the complete use of my body. Tony Cloninger became the first pitcher to hit two grand slams in one game. Mm. Umpire Emmett Ashford made his debut as Major League Baseball's first African-American umpire. And last but not least, the great Ted Williams used part of his Hall of Fame induction speech to plead for the inclusion of Negro League players, including Satchel Page and Josh Gibson, into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And that concludes my report for the year 1966. I wanted to know how many games did Carfax lose of the four games that Baltimore won? Because he's uh, pitching yeah. Dodgers. I, I could look it up. I don't have. I don't know that offhand. If you and want, the other question is, he, he completed 27 games and won 27 games. Were those the same games? Every game he completed, he won? <laughs> not. That's doubtful. Good question. That's how the game has changed. Realistically speaking, you're not going to see anything close to those type of statistics these days. Oh, no. Because no pitcher ever pitches 27 complete games. They won't have 27 in their career. And then there won't be 27 complete games in the entire league. This right. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Sandy, Sandy Koufax had one, was 0-1 in the 1966 World Series. That makes sense. So who started the games? Koufax started one game. Drysdale started oh, was Sutton. Sutton. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I could do pitching log. Let me see. Wasn't Sutton? Yeah. Was Sutton there? Pitching log. Hold on. Rookie? Pitching log. Yeah, but there. Anybody with? I'm getting it right now. I, I hope. Okay. I'm asking for the pitching log of the 1966 World right. Series. Colfax started <laughs> Koufax started game two? Yeah. Uh, first, um, I, I don't know if game, game, one, game one was on a holiday or not. But... Oh, that, that's the year of the holiday? Oh, that, was that was the Minnesota series. That, that was 65. Yeah, yeah but that was, was the holiday. But he didn't start game one. Game one, the Robinsons hit home runs. Off of, I don't know who the starter was, but there was game two. Game two, he started, but the Dodgers made several errors, and the, and the uh, Orioles got some unearned runs, and the Dodgers didn't get any. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you who the winning pitchers were. Yeah. Wally Bunker. Yeah. Wally Bunker 
Mo Drabowski, Dave McNally, and Jim Palmer. Who were the four pitchers? Who were the losses? Who lost them? Losing pitches. Uh, let's see. Koufax, Drysdale, and who else? Drysdale, Drysdale was two and two. Koufax, <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, no, can't be no, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, Drysdale <laughs> lost two games, Koufax lost one, and Claude Osteen lost one. Yeah. Okay. So Drysdale pitched, so Drysdale the, pitched the first game and he pitched the last game? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't remember that. Okay. Remember back then, guys used to pitch on three days rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That wasn't unusual. So you mentioned you mentioned a couple of things. Go back to your report. You said something about Marischal with an eight something. Was that his winning percentage? That was his winning percentage. Eight oh six. That was he at like twenty five and four or something. Something like that. Yeah. All right. And then you also mentioned uh, uh, Jim Cott. Uh, today, uh, Mad Dog had a whole special on uh, Jim Cotton. Yeah. And you guys see it today? Oh, no. Uh, uh, what great a pitcher this guy has been, what kind of life this guy has lived. One Jim Cott had 25 victories in 1966. But you know what? It, 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 Jim Cott has been around, they said, he's been around like for eight, eight decades. Is that possible? He was 84 years old. Yeah, as a broadcaster. Right, 80, yeah, been in no. baseball for eight decades. No. No. Yeah, because yeah, like, they say like he started in the 60s. So yeah, 60, 70, 80, 90, the zeros, the tens, the twenties. He's like 83, 84 years old. He, he, he's got a new autobiography. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's got a new autobiography coming out. Yeah, Which I read. Had an advanced copy of it. Okay. Marischal was 25 and 6 25. in 1966. Yeah, 25 and 6. Where, right. where did the Giants finish that year with his record? That would make That's sense. Great record. Probably second. Oh, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Every year they were finishing second. <laughs> I would be yeah. I don't, I don't have what, the whole thing memorized, guys. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Thank you, Gerald, for that information. Well, Good year, 1966. Like we, it brings us back there. We're thinking about what happened then. And yeah. Frank Robinson, Billy Jean King won the Wimbledon. Oh, okay. Yeah. 66. Yeah, 66. Yeah. The Yankees hit Rock Wilden. It's around yes. Rock Wilden. That's probably one Celtics of the Celtics for champions. Was that Horace Clark years? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Remember, yeah, that was, I think that was the of Horace Clark, right? Who was, was the, the Yankee Yankee captain Johnny that year? King? All right, let's let's move on. There were a couple of uh, beep beeps that I found this week. Uh, one guy pitched against the Yank. No, he pitched late the night against somebody. Joel P A Y A M P S, Payamps, Payamps, or Payamps, <laughs> P A Y A, then Amps, A M P S. So if he's Hispanic, there must be a way to break that word up. Is a Royals pitcher. And then uh, the Marlins have a pitcher named Parker Bug. B U G G. Two G. Parker Bug. I thought that was interesting. That's, uh, that's definitely. Okay. Right. Very good on that. Uh, as far as what happened on this day in sports, mm. just a couple of days ago, yeah. I can remember this game because I saw this game uh, in this day. Um, 
August 13th in 2016. Uh, Tyler Austin and Aaron Judge became right. the first teammates. They hit home runs yeah. in their first at bats in their first game. I remember that game. It was a Saturday. Yeah, they thought, the, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. Austin. I don't know where Austin is today. Japan or Korea. Is he's he? Playing, yeah, he's yeah. playing overseas. I forget where. Japan or Korea. Yeah. yeah. And then, then on the 14th, a highlight back in 1919, uh, <clears throat> Chicago had an outfielder named Happy Fels. F-E-L-S-C-H, tied a major league record for four outfield assists in one game. I thought that was very interesting. It is interesting. And then in, uh, in 2016, on the 15th, uh, in 1916, Babe Ruth, as a pitcher, outpitches Walter Johnson. one nothing in the 13-inning game. They both pitched all 13 innings, the, uh, the Red Sox beat. The Senators in Fenway. In 1955, in, in uh, August 15th, I'm going back a couple of days, uh, Warren Spahn hits another home run off a Cardinal pitcher, and that gives Warren Spahn a home run in every National League park. Of course, there were only eight at the time, but the guy hit eight, you know, at least eight home runs in eight different ballparks. Uh, on the 16th, we all remember this one, 1920. Uh, the Indian shortstop, Ray Chapman, gets oh, yeah. beamed by the Yankee uh, pitcher yeah. Paul Mays. He mm -hmm. dies the next day. Mm -hmm. He dies on August 17th. Um, and that's when he outlawed the submarine ball. No. Was it a submarine ball that hit him? Yep, and they outlawed it as a result then, of that. But then there was there were pitches that came pitched. They must have reinstated it because they it, did. Yeah, remember, they like, yeah, uh, I remember Ted Abernathy uh, threw that. There's a lot oh, of Todd Clyde and Quisenberry. Giants. But oh, I didn't know they outlawed that pitch. I didn't know that either. When did the helmet requirement come in? Yeah, not to much the later. Much, much later than that, right? Larry. Fifties, late fifties. Yeah, sixty. I, yeah. I remember guys in the fifties and sixties not wearing helmets. Steve, you want to say something? I think that uh, after that, oh, that fatality, uh, they, they made the change of the helmets mandatory. Though some veterans wear cloth caps with liners and grandfather cloths. They outlawed the use of a baseball if it had been hit. So yeah, or. Uh, 1971. Baseball, and so that that was the end of what was called the dead ball era. Oh, maybe that was it, the ball. Um, in 1933, on the 17th, that would have been yesterday, but back in 1933, mm -hmm. uh, Lou Gehrig played in his 1307th consecutive game. He passed an Everett mm -hmm. Scott. That's a good trivia question, right? Who did, who did mm -hmm. he pass? Then he went on to 2130. He passed Everett Scott. Don't know anything about him. In 63, Jim Hickman. Remember Jim Hickman as a Met? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He went to the Cubs. He went to the Dodgers. Good. Very good hitter. Very good hitter. Yep. But he hit, he hit the Mets' first cycle ever mm -hmm. in 63. And he did it single, double, triple home run in order, which I thought was a cool way of doing it. In 1999, Jesse Orozco. Uh, wasn't a Met at that time. I, mean, I think he might have been. Uh, he might have been an Orioles, or he Please. played a lot of teams too. Could have been an Indian. 
Uh, he finished his 1072nd game, which at that time became a new record. He went on for 1252. I still mm. believe he holds the record today for the most games pitched. Jesse Orozco, how about that one? No. Now, what happened today? Today's very interesting. In 1956, the Reds hit eight home runs in one game. And they played the Braves, who hit two home runs. And the total, 10 home runs wow. uh, for one game, was the record at the time. I don't know if that record has been broken since. It might have been. It might have been. Uh, some guy named Bob Thurman hit three home runs for the, uh, the Reds that game. And here's a Hank. You brought Hank Aaron up, uh, uh, Gerald, a few minutes ago. But in 1965, he was playing for Milwaukee, Milwaukee Braves. And he hit a Kurt Simmons pitch in Sportsman's Park in St. Louis. It went on the, the top of the pavilion in left field for a home run. A tremendous shot. But the umpire, Chris Pelicutis, right. pulled him out. Wasn't in the batter's box. Wasn't in the batter's box. You imagine that? So he would have had at least one more home run to his yeah. record. Yeah, that was interesting too. And in 1967, on this day, that's when Tony Conigliero got yeah. hit in the cheek by what pitcher? Jack Hamilton. Jack yeah. Hamilton carried off the field by a stretcher, unconscious. He would miss the remainder of the season, which would have been, I guess, another month or so. And he missed the entire 1968 season. And then when he came back, he was never the same. No, Mark, you say, you, Mark, you say that about Aaron, but you know a lot of guys. He, we don't know if Aaron had any home runs that were didn't count because he hit him in a game. Games were rained out before five innings mm. or something like that. You know, we they, really should, they should since they replay all the, since they start those games over, all those records should count. Well, that's me. Yeah, Joe. Jesse Orozco still uh, holds the uh, uh, record for twelve hundred fifty-two appearances. Followed by Mike Stanton at eleven seventy-eight. Oh, interesting. Okay, let's go. Well, Michael's not here for his Yankees and Jets rant. <laughs> if anybody wants to take over for Michael today, I don't think we can do a job like Michael does. No. We'll pass him right by, and we'll go on to Howie's West Coast report. Okay, you have a report, Howie? Yeah, I got two quick things. Okay, let me tell you who you're sponsoring this week. Turtle shells. Turtle shells. <laughs> That's what's sponsoring you this week. Go okay. ahead, Howie. What do you got for the West Coast Report? One thing I had discussed with Michael is I read this article online saying that the American League MVP race is closer than you think. It's not all yeah. for judge. It's not should be given to judge. That Otani should Merit oh, a lot on. of consideration. Oh, come on. No way. Can I, can I say something? I know. 24 games out of first place. Dude. Yeah. I know. I, so I look at, I took a look at Otani's record. Okay. He's, 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 he's batting 265, 27 right. home runs, 72 RBIs. Pretty good year. And he's 10 and 7 as a pitcher with 2.69 ERA. But the Angels' record of yeah. Is fifty one and sixty seven, so I mean without Otani, 
what would they do? Finish behind the A's? Yeah. And Howie, that, really... that's after they started off the season pretty well. Yeah. And they lost 13 really... in a row. I just can't see that. So anyone else? I, I agree with that. I, I don't see how no, that I want to say something. I, I, get, I, mean, I said, You remember I did a piece on this before. Yeah. Calling for a special right. award for a two-way player. Right. And, right. Yeah. Uh, we, we I can't see anyone Guerrero, at this We know point. that Guerrero was screwed, who had better batting average, R, RBIs at home runs. That's and true. Judge is way, behind, way above Otani <clears throat> right now. And Otani, again, is not the best pitcher in his league. So it's, I think it's an abomination to put him in as an MVP every year because he's a two-way player. Yeah. But I mean, there is precedent for guys who are losing teams. I mean – if you remember, Ernie Banks won the MVP, I think, two years in a row in the Cubs, yeah, seventh or eighth place team. Juan Gonzalez. Andre Dawson. That's another one, right? Andre Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just makes a conversation. You know, they're throwing him out there, you know. Uh, he pitches, he plays the field, he hits, all that stuff. It's a conversation. But if you look at if you look at what Judge is doing, I mean, the Yankees would be – they'd be lucky if they'd be in first place without Judge. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he is right. obviously the difference. He's been keeping That's... them going all year. But if you notice, he hasn't had a home run, I think, the last 40 at bats. Yeah, yeah. 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 all right. So, got a little tired. Happens. Guy's in a slump. Peter Alonso, he's on base. He's on he's he he hasn't had a home run. He doesn't have minutes. any protection right now. No one else is doing anything. Right. Right. Pitch around him. Hey, Danny, you want to comment, Danny? You want to talk Yankees? My biggest problem right now, as we've been for time to time, is Aaron Boone. What is the deal with the Aaron Boone and Aaron Hicks? He puts in Hicks to pinch hit for Falefa, who's a contact hitter, and, and, and why should Hicks come in as a pinch hitter? It's ridiculous. He did it right. twice already. Hicks shouldn't you know, be on the team. He, no he reason defends at all. him. What he defends what? him. What, pardon me? He defends him. In other He's words, supposed to do a B for a team, not for came up in the uh, post-game interview and they asked him that same question. He says he could pop one. He could pop oh, anybody one. Anybody can yeah. pop one. That's like, what he that's said. No His contact is dribble to first base. And that's it. Yep. Terrible move. Disaster. Terrible move. And, and he, he brought him in as a pinch hitter with bases loaded. He could have pinched yeah. anybody else on the bench. And his record with bases loaded, historically, for Hicks, is disastrous. Yankee Stadium, short right field. Is, is Hicks he, is hitting to more double plays than anybody in the he, league. Is, exactly. Is he, so but the base is loaded. Yeah. Is he on? Is he on a team because they gave him that big contract and they don't want yes. to cut him? Yeah. Yep. He'll be gone next year. There's no way. No way. He'll be on a team next year. Uh, Gerald, get him. Gerald, I'm skeptical. I'm skept skeptical that Boone has complete decision making in these matters. I mm -hmm. think that, among other things. The analytics department, Hal Steinbrenner and others are involved in decision making. For example, Aaron Hicks, maybe he should be DFA, maybe he should be cut. It's not going to happen unless Hal Steinbrenner signs off on it. As you far as decision making goes, it. as know, far as decision making goes, it, maybe uh, let me just finish. As far as, as, as I, I don't know, but as far as decision making goes, I'm not convinced that Aaron Boone makes out the starting lineup card. 
I think that the analytics department has a lot of sway in that to the New York Yankees. That's my opinion. Well, we don't know what goes behind the scenes, so who knows? I'll ask. Uh, you'll ask, all right? No, I will. Yeah, you ask your I'll, son, I'll, right? He's, ask, he's right there son. sometimes. Yeah. You're he's, right. He's, Maybe he's with the Yankees on a day-to-day basis. So I'll, yeah. I'll ask him what he thinks. That's a good question. But they may be lying between their teeth, too. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Milton, yeah. go ahead. Uh, what, what do you think of the uh, two young guys that were brought up? That guy in the outfield, Floral, I mean, he's never hit when he's been brought up. He strikes out about 30%, 33% at a time. Yeah. I don't know what they're saving these guys in the minor leagues when they were asked, they could have had a trade for other players, good players, and they wanted some of these oh. prospects and the Yankees There's wouldn't no trade prospects. them. That's the issue. Let me uh, ask you, this know? guy Cabrera, he's not one of their two great good no. shortstops, right? Yeah. No. But they're traded for an outfielder that's going to be out with plant of specialities to through the playoffs. Why the hell would that trade? No, no I think he'll be back Cabrera. by September. He'll be back before the playoffs. I heard Cabrera can Tatum. play any position, though. Yeah, he yeah. plays every infield, but uh, but first in the two corner outfields. So he, but the fans want to uh, see Peraza. They want to see yeah. Volpe. Uh, yeah. You won't see Volpe this year. Peraza's a little older. Maybe Peraza. Peraza's playing Triple A. Volpe, I think, still Double A. Is that right? He's, but is is he better than the guy the guy that got an hour short? I mean, the guy's doing all I right. I think right? I think the fans want to see Volpe next year. Well, you know, and I don't mm. know. Cabrera was brought up because I, I guess they don't they want to put these kids, you know, <clears throat> in a situation like in a, in a penny race now. Now I don't know. Oh, the Mets did. Look at how great that yeah. third baseman looked. Yeah, we'll get, yeah we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, anybody else have a comment? Okay, so why don't we go on to uh, Stories by Larry from Fairfax, Virginia, and you're sponsored this week by Betty Velcro. What you got there, Larry? My story this week is entitled The Place Kicker in the NFL. The Place Kicker is a specialty that evolved. Prior mm -hmm. to the 1934 standardization of the spheroid shape of the ball, drop kicking was the prevalent method of kicking field goals and conversions. Yeah. Until the 1960s, place kickers frequently doubled at other positions on the roster. Lou Groza. Famous George Blander, Frank Gifford, and Paul Harning, <clears throat> cases in point. Lou Groza. 1945 to 1959, Ben the Tolis Wonder Agahan Agajanian. Agajanian. I stand corrected. Thank you, Fred. Was arguably the first to specialize as a place kicker in the AFL and NFL. Here are three uh, uh, of the best place kickers of all time Justin T. Turner. Turner was a place kicker for the Baltimore Ravens from 2012 to two, through 2021. For his career, Justin never missed an extra point, making all of his 166 field goal attempts. No, he also extra point. No, no, extra extra point record attempt. for extra the longest point. successful field goal at 66 yards. Right. Number two, Adam. Vinatieri. Vinatieri. 
Then it Terry, Terry was a place kicker for the New England Patriots from 1996 to 2005, and for the Indianapolis Colts from 2006 to 2009. For his career, Adam achieved 84% of his extra points, making 530, 530 field goals out of 629 attempts. In Super Bowl 36, Vanatieri kicked a 48-yard field goal on the final play to give the New England Patriots their first Super Bowl victory. Number three, Morton Anderson. Anderson played for four teams from 1982 through 2004, primarily with the New Orleans Saints. Morton achieved 80% of his extra points, making 565 out of 709 attempts. On 6 November 2009, Anderson was inducted into the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. That completes my story for this week. All right, a couple of comments. All right, let's go with Joe first. Yeah, um, after the first for the first, I don't know, through the 50s, most of the field goal kickers kicked straight on for the front yeah, of their yeah. foot. And then it was, uh, then all the soccer style kickers came in and now nobody kicks any other way. They all kick that way. Yeah. Uh -huh. Was it Gary or Garo, your premier? No, 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 Pete no, 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 Gogolat. Pete Gogolat. Pete Gogolat. 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 Okay. Gogolat. Yeah, Pete. The Giants. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's go Danny and then Fred. When, when were the goalposts moved back? From, right. uh, to, the, to the end of the end zone. Not too because long ago. Right. Yeah. So basically, right. in those days, you know, the field goals were shorter. Shorter, right. When were the goalposts moved back? The goalposts yeah. were moved back right. to the end of the end zone at some point in the 60s or 70s, I think. Yeah. So you, have to, you that, have to divide the kickers that kick with the goal, yeah. goal right. posts on the goal line. On the goal line. And, right. and the end line. You right. have two different statistics. I, I still think that they count the uh, the 10 yards. I think they add that on. In when you figure out field goals today. Correct. Like Correct. The 66 they do. yard field goal wasn't from the 30 yard line. They count the 10 yards. So it's but the, the 30 yard line. It was 30 yards. Right. Field goal. Now it's a 40 yard. Field. Uh, it's a 40. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Does anybody did anybody just kick points after and not do field goals as well? Were any of these guys just so. point after guys? I, I believe there were it some, was. and they had specialty kickers to kick the longer field goals. Yep, back in the mm. older days. But I, I was starting to make a little list here That's while you were funny. talking about the players that played both. They kicked, and they also played a position. Blue, blue so said George Blanda. Right. Frank Gifford and Paul. Hunt. I don't remember Frank Gifford kicking. You Neither guys... do I. Kyle Rowe was the kicker. I, I, I remember. Kyle I remember Rowe kicked for the Giants yeah. too. I remember Luke. Summerall kicked. I remember, remember Luke was... Groza, Luda Toe Groza. Yeah. He played yeah. also. He played tackle, defensive tackle. Pat Summerall. The Pat Summerall kick on the, on Baltimore. Lou Michaels was one. He yeah. a linebacker with defensive and yeah. also defensive tackle. I think or yeah. end. Yeah. Hmm. Were, were there many guys who were? Kickers of field goals, extra points, and also punters. Oh, oh, oh! Back in the in the in the older days, did they used to do that? You got to go back remember. and check. Yeah, I go back. Even today, yeah. they have two separate people, but yeah. for emergencies, they use either one. 
I yeah. said interchangeable. I think uh, Gino Capaletti. I was thinking about too. Yeah, yeah. Wide receiver. He was, was a wide receiver. Wasn't wide he? receiver. Yeah. yeah, wide receiver. And then George Planter was a quarterback. Yeah, and he came. Yeah. But that was cool. All right, interesting place kickers. But I wonder what did you find out when the uh, the goalposts were moved back? Did you find that, Gerald? What? Yes. Okay. Goalposts originally kept on the goal lines, but after they began to interfere with play, they moved back to the end lines in 1927, where they have remained in college football ever since. The National Football League moved the goalposts up to the goal line again in 1933, then back again to the end line in 1974. That's it. Seventy four is your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy four. I knew it was a seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Steven? Remember Tom Dempsey with the yeah. half a foot? Yeah. 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 Sixty three yards, I think. Yeah. yeah. Barefoot, against, right? against my Lions. Uh, <laughs> as did Turner, sixty six against the Lions. I, I remember. I, I remember that day. So I was. I was at the Giants Dallas game that day. They did that. I was wondering why they even have the, the point after touchdown. Well, today it's from like the 35. It, right, it's so not, it could be a good decide, could decide a game you're right now. It's not automatic anymore. It's not automatic, yeah. When it was automatic. Oh, it was, yeah. Why, yeah. Do, it? So, why do it? Larry, go back. Larry? I want to uh, talk about Soto and the sale of the national. All right, I promise you talk about Soto also. Go ahead. On 12 August, the Washington Post revealed some interesting things about the Soto trade and the sale of the Nash of the Washington Nationals. On Soto, Agent Boros asked to match Scherzer's 43.3 million per year. The Nationals already are carrying debt about 500 million, including 200 million owed to Scherzer and Strasburg. And adding another 500 million or so for Soto would hurt their expected purchase price of the team. As it is, they are not expected to sell for as much as two, the 2.4 billion that Stephen Cohn paid for the Mets. There are five prospective buyers for the Nationals and the bidding would begin by season's end. That's, what the, that's the story on that. Mm. You guys want to buy mm. our, our monies and buy the uh, the Nats? Yeah. <laughs> all our money together. Huh? I put money together. <laughs> we were lucky to scrape together for the shirts. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right before we get to the uh, the Mets and Yankees this past week, a lot to talk about with them. A couple. I want to go back a couple of days with uh, first the Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Being suspended the 80 yeah. games for testing positive for the PEDs. Uh, then I think he got COVID also this week, too, didn't he? Really? Yeah. I, didn't I think, I think he got down COVID, yeah. Right. So he, right. he's done for this year, and he's going to be kept, the 80 games will be put back till next year also. Right. So very good, very good, Fernando, for a young kid like that. Did you hear about his father sounding off on that? What happened? His father went on a uh, uh, DJ in uh, the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And he went on a rant saying that millions of baseball play, uh, fans will never watch baseball again. Uh, and uh, he did make the point that, uh, you know, his son got ringworm in his neck 
and got treated for it. Uh, and the sub the banned substance, there's no proof yeah. that the banned substance enhances the performance. However, it is on the list of banned substances. And so you would think Soto being a professional ball player game, millions of dollars, would at least check with the team's trainers and doctors, or better yet, just Google the list of banned substances. And it was on there. I mean, stu stupid is as stupid gets. This goes along with his off-season. Yeah, risk. the motorcycle thing. You know, which, which he lied about, too. Shades yeah. of Jen Jeff Kent, <laughs> that he yeah. broke his arm doing wheelies. Yeah. But, but, I, but I wonder, you know, you, you go to the doctor sometimes, you have something wrong with you. Doctor gives you medication. Do you ever check what's in your medication? Never. No, if I was, a, no, if I was a professional ball player and subject to ban list, yeah, I would. <laughs> I would okay. check with the scene. Oh, all right. Is right. your livelihood? Meanwhile, right. he's, he's going to stand to lose like about three point eight million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the story on on him. But I want to also go back to like last Thursday. We have to went off the air. An hour later, we had the the second Field of Dreams game. Any of you guys watch it? <laughs> Nobody watched that game last week. The Reds are oh, five minutes. I can't believe you guys did not watch that game. I watched Bob. Where those teams are in contention. It's like the, <laughs> yeah, what, the Reds. The Reds and the Cubs. But the you know, again, the Reds. Right, building up the whole, the whole, no, you know, the I'm field of dreams. The movie. Part of it. Yeah, with them coming out of the cornfield. Yeah. Uh, I guess you heard that Ken Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. came out. Yes. And, and, and Junior says to the, the pop, hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? Ah, yeah. Like the last scene from the original movie, right? Which I right. thought, it brought a tear to my eye. You know, anytime I watch that movie, it brings a tear. And then the, then the, then the other parents came out mm. and were having a catch with their kids. Uh, let's see. They had a sellout. They, had, they sold 7,800 seats to watch that. And there's only well, always could have sold it out then. And they only had 4,400 people who live in that town, Dyersville, Iowa. Then they did a very interesting pregame story on this fellow named Roy Gleason. You guys hear the story about Roy Gleason? Is that Kid Gleason? Kid Gleason? I don't know if he's a kid. One time he was he's a kid. the manager of the Black Sox. No, no. This is a former major league player. I read a little bio here. I wrote this up. Former major league player. He's with the Dodgers in 1963. Okay. He was a late season call-up. He was an outfielder, a switch hitter who threw lefty. He was six foot five, 220 pounds. He was used as a pinch hitter and a pinch runner. That's all they want him in 63. Remember the Dodgers? They were, yeah, the the world, they were in the World Series 63, right? Right. Yeah. 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 He was born in 43, so he's 79 years old today. He made his first appearance in uh, September of 63. His last appearance in baseball was also in September of 63. <laughs> so he just was around for 25 days. There was no card, no baseball card. And I couldn't find any baseball card in him. During his time in the major leagues, he had zero home runs, but scored three runs. He had one at bat. One at bat, and he doubled. 
So he ended his career with a 1,000 batting average. <laughs> he earned the World Series ring because the Dodgers won the World Series, and he played for the Dodgers during the season. But he lost the ring in Vietnam. Oh. He went to Vietnam, which is where he ended up. In 67, he was drafted into the Army and earned a Purple Heart while by being wounded by en enemy forces. Wow. He achieved a rank of sergeant. Upon returning to civil life, civilian life, he played for the Dodgers farm again in 69-70, but his war injuries impaired his baseball skills, and thus he never made it back to the major leagues. He's the only U.S. combat veteran and former major league player to receive a special congressional recognition for being awarded the Purple Heart, a World Series ring, and holding a perfect lifetime major league batting average. <laughs> Amazing. He's the only pro yes. player who, after playing in the major leagues, then later drafted U.S. Army and sent to the front line in the Vietnam War. And then one final thing, they gave him a duplicate ring. After he threw out the first pitch in his first, uh, threw out a first, nice. our first pitch. They gave him a duplicate ring eventually. Oh, nice. Really cool. Good story. Nice. Roy Gleason. Nice I really story. tried getting a card for him. There was no card. Huh. Sorry about that. Then they had also in that game, they had an interview with uh, the Reds' first baseman, Joey Votto. They put the microphone on him. I think that's cool. And they, they talk to the player, and he's talking during the game. And he's, you know, he's taking his position. He's in the field. He's in the field. And they're talking to him, and he's guys come on base. You hear him you know, talking. He told the guy at first base, he says, we're live. Don't curse. He's out for the season. Is he out for the season now? Now he's out there. Torn rotator. I thought that was a cool interview. up the other day in a game against Boston. Say it again. Labor Torres. He was mic'd up while playing. Yeah. In Boston. I think it's cool. You see the guy sometimes in the dugout when you see him on the field and they're talking to the field. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Mark, during the All Star game. The pitcher Manoa from yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Was yeah. And he was I, I like that. I like that. As long as it doesn't interfere, you know. Uh, Very cool. And they have to watch their language. The, first, the guy got a hit because we're live. Don't watch your mouth. Yeah. Your Anybody watch the ESPN2 a game of uh, Yankees and Red Sox? What with uh, oh. Michael K, uh, A Rod, and Gina? K Rod. K Rod. K Rod. Oh, you found the card. He found, you found the card? Yes, he has it there. Where did you find that? On the internet. On the internet. Okay, there's, that's, there's no card. It says U.S. Army, Vietnam. Is, is there a price for that card? There's no price for it. I don't you buy it. I, I, you, the I price of Nick so. Mantle's rookie card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right, so the Mets called up uh, Brett Beatty yesterday. B-A-T-Y, pronounced Beatty. And uh, like a storybook, storybook beginning for this fella, right? Absolutely. Nervous as all hell. He started the year in double A. He's only been one week in triple A. And they call him up and his first swing is a home run. It's yep. a storybook, right? If he does yep. nothing the rest of his career, he has that. Uh, he became the fifth Met. Yeah. Fifth Met to hit a home run in their first at bat. Um, 
Right. It's their first at bat in the big leagues. Uh, uh, Benny Ayala in 74, Mike Fitzgerald in 83, Kaz Matsui in 04, Mike Jacobs in 05, and Brett Beatty in 22. None of the other four ever went on to great careers. So yeah, right. there, go, there goes my trivia question. Uh, you had a question, yeah, huh? Right. I was gonna, um, <laughs> but I think that's like a, fantastic for him. You know, the Mets have these, these, these prospects, like the Yankees have these prospects. And they brought this kid up. Escobar, their third baseman, could be done for the year. He has the oblique strain. Yeah. Forever to get rid of. And, uh, Guillaume is also Guillaume hurt. Is out. He's got mm-hmm. something, too. So they made the right call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be anxious to see what the kid does tonight against the lefty. Uh, Max Fried's pitching for the... Uh, oh, hopefully hopefully he'll, do, he'll do as well as that guy, the, the kid on the Braves is doing, Harris. Yeah, yeah. They just, just gave him an eight-year contract, which is amazing. Which is insane, insane. They yeah. gave this guy. They yeah. must see something in him. He's got legs. He can catch the ball. I guess well, he makes contact. It, it's it's funny to say when they called him up, they were twenty-three and twenty-seven, and then he went on that what 13, 14 game winning streak. Yeah, they were some, yeah. He's so forty-eight and twenty, I think, since they called him up. Yeah, yeah some fantastic. Record. Yeah, very excellent. Yeah. Well, like I say. If he does nothing the rest of the season, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Escobar comes back and if uh, Guillaume comes back, they said thanks, son. Go back to your uh, back to AAA. But you know what? It'll be after September. Doing. After September, how many are they calling up this year? Do they 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 uh, they cut forty eight? I think isn't it? How many? I think it's twenty eight. Yeah, so yeah. They're bringing up two players then because they're allowed twenty six now. No, yeah, I yeah. Think it's only twenty eight. They. Yeah, I think they, I think you can call up more, but you can only dress twenty-eight for the game. Right? Oh, okay, something like that. I think. All right, but that's a great. And they gave him a number twenty-two because he's twenty-two years old. Oh. I wonder if there's any thought behind that. Nice number. At least they didn't give him a ninety-six. I hate these guys who wear those ridiculously high numbers. I'm old-fashioned. And how about Edwin Diaz? Again, they keep talking about Edwin Diaz, the rebirth of Edwin Diaz. He has 200 career saves. He's, you know, I think he has more saves in his career at this age than Mariano had at yeah. this age. What, what I want, what I want to see is William William Contreras bat against him, so they'll play, they'll they, so they'll play the same music. <laughs> that, that's his walk-up music. Is that weird? is that his music really? We yeah, when he walks up, then he, he hit a home run the other night. They played that too. So if he comes in the ninth inning, maybe maybe he'll juice up DS too. No, but they won't. <laughs> when, he, when he comes in, no, in the, no, on the road they don't play their music. No, they'll play when William Contreras comes to bat though. That's right. Yeah. That's his woman can be the same I thing. Did not know that. Yeah, if you're watching the games, if you, they, they've, they've been having a lot of fun with it on the broadcast. I did not hear that. Milton? You know, a couple of years ago, when Diaz was not doing well at all, giving up all those home runs uh-huh. in crucial situations, the coach had to pick him up at his house and drive him to the ballpark, you know, he to, to try to just straighten him out and talk to him. What a great turnaround story. Yeah, it really is. You know, uh, very rarely do you see somebody make that complete turnaround to become as dominant as he is maybe they could maybe they could do that with uh, Holmes or Chapman on the Yankees pick him up and drive him to the ballpark yeah. I heard a story last week about Jacob DeGrom 
when uh, Eduardo Escobar got hurt during a game, DeGrom went to Buck and said, if you need yes. a third baseman, I'll play third base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard that. Get the hell out of here. Go sit down. <laughs> Get somebody else. He was a shortstop in college. Right. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, know. Yeah. I know. He knew he could They're play. They're not going to let him in. Uh, no, 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 wow. no. I hope he wins tonight so they at least they break even with the break. Larry, Larry, yes. I, I thought I was reading. I thought it was dreaming, but I saw it in the Washington Post that Mike Trout says he's coming back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we saw that too. Yeah. Hard, hard to believe. Let's see. Let's see how well he plays. Let's see if he doesn't play one game and he's done. I don't know. Let's see how bad his back is. I want to move on to Texas. Can yeah. I just make one more comment about the Mets? Yes. If if they win tonight, I think they'll set a franchise record of 17 consecutive series against division opponents that they'll either have split or won. Okay, they haven't right. lost. Wow. That's right. They haven't lost a series. That's right. You're right. Is free, go is free going tonight? Yeah, Max. Yes. Yeah. Is is latest oh, oh, they said it because they weren't – Paper didn't say that he's going to pitch. Yeah, well, because he had yeah. to, he was in concussion protocol, so I don't know. Yeah, I heard he may be I back hope he's tonight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll see. It should be a good game then. Um, yes. A couple of. Uh, if it doesn't rain. Oh, mm. right. yeah. yeah. So All over right. the weekend, Texas, who hasn't been doing too good, fired their manager Chris Woodward. Who their name is their new manager? Or Tony Beasley. He was who? third base coach. Tony Beasley. Interim. Interim. I don't interim. Interim. Uh, Woodward was 211 wins, 287 losses since 2018, 51 and 63 this year. They're 23 games out of first place. I can see that. But then yesterday we heard the news that they, yeah. they, they let go uh, their president of operations, John Daniels, who uh, for some people read it, okay, he's gone, but he, he's very he's personal <laughs> to us here. At least to some of us on the screen, Joe, you know him, I think, longer. Yep. Roger, know him longer and, yep. than me. But uh, why don't you just talk a little bit about John, and I'll bring my stuff in, too. What do you want to say about John? John grew up in uh, Temple Israel. He's the same age as my older daughter. They went through uh, Hebrew school together. They weren't close friends, but they were friends. Yeah. And the last time I saw John was, uh, I think, at a, at a, we paid a shiva call at uh, Mark and Mindy's, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, and he was there. Yeah. Okay, so he remembered Sarah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he was, he started out as an analytics uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he went, to, I think he went to Cornell and he got hired by um, the previous general manager. Actually, I think before it was a John Harder was the guy before John Harder who hired him in Texas, mm -hmm. and he worked his way all the way up, and then uh, and then they hired Nolan Ryan, yeah. you know, to kind of sit between him and uh, ownership, and I guess he prevailed, and Nolan Ryan stepped down, right, and he right. basically ran the club as a general manager, and then they made him uh, president of all baseball operations, Good. and he was the third longest. Um, lasting general manager after Brian Cashman and um, I'm trying, I can't remember who it is now. I thought he was, I was, thought he was second. Second? Maybe he oh, was no, second. I thought, I thought, wait, there was yeah, one guy. Yeah, your paper said he was 17 years. 17 yeah. years. And Cashman has been there when? 
Over 20. Cashman's Over 20. been there since the 90s, yeah. 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 It must be, if, if he's third, then who's in the middle there? Hmm, okay. The Watson. Um, yeah, Roger, you want anything since you know him longer? No? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was friends, friends with Mark and, and Mindy, and uh, I went to their other son's uh, wedding in uh, Florida, Ryan's wedding in Florida. And uh, John was there with talking, talking baseball, even though he doesn't want to talk baseball. Mm. He was there. But once you're in the pool, like we thought a little baseball, you yeah. know, throw some things at him. You know, who's this little guy talking to me? You know, so I, it was fun knowing someone famous and talking sports. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Nice guy. Uh, but uh, you don't win. Did you read? Did you read the tweet he put out? It was very, very nice, very uh, from the heart. I thought. What did he say? What did he say? So he was, he was just, basically, he was just very thankful, you know, to the whole team, and uh, you know, he knows they're going to do well, and he's going to, you know, he's going to follow them as a fan for a while. And right, right. He'll get hired by somebody else at some point. And you see the Yankees picking them up, say goodbye to Cashman and uh, Boone and mm. local boy, <laughs> and go home for yeah. lunch. Would be nice. Right. <laughs> he maybe he doesn't lunch every day. He may not want to leave Dallas. I'm sure Mark and Mindy would be happy if he that's came true. back. That's true. That's true. Gerald, what do you got? Don Daniels would be a perfect fit to take over for Sandy Alderson. Huh? It'd be nice if they get him local here. I'm sure the family would love that. Yeah. Uh, I saw another. Some last one, uh, Roger. Yeah, Mark, uh, I can remember, uh, and Joe probably does too, I remember when we were part of Temple Israel, uh, I think John brought his uh, daughter for a baby naming, I think, to the temple. Um, I, I seem to recall that. But again, Texas hasn't had a winning season since 2016. Right. So, uh, you know, I think the owner was running out of patience, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Well, they they spent the World Series, right? Yeah. yeah he exactly. came within, they came within one strike twice in that World Series. Right. Like the closer couldn't close it out, yeah. yeah. They should have won that one, yeah. Should have won at least the one only, here. The only the thing you won. The Giants has won, Howie. Uh, I think I, I think it's more like the, the Cardinals was Cardinals the best freeze. I think the Giants took them in like five games, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2010. Yeah, yeah. The with, next with, the, year. with the Cardinals, what they were like one pitch away from winning. David Freeze hit that. David triple. Freeze. Yeah. David, yeah. That was David Freeze who. Right. We'll never buy another meal in St. Louis ever again. And the right, right fielder at that time was that uh, what's his name? Uh, all hit, no, no field um, designated hitter. Is he with Josh Hamilton? No, 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 no. <laughs> he's still playing. Uh, um, Matt Carpenter? No, no, no. Is no, uh, he for the Cardinals or the Rangers? No, he was in the Rangers at the time as an outfielder. Who? Nelson no. Cruz? Nelson, Nelson Cruz. Cruz. Nelson Cruz couldn't can catch the ball. Cruz, Beltray. Yeah. Catch the ball. Yeah. He just played it. Nelson yeah. Cruz. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's the story on John uh, Daniels. We hope, wish him good luck and hopefully yep. a New York team will pick him up. Wednesday. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Did you hear the story moving on about this Rodolfo Castro pirate second baseman? <laughs> You heard the story? Yeah. Get the phone, right? He 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 slid to third base and his phone (laughs) came out of his back pocket. If you see the replay, go on to uh onto YouTube. You see the umpire 
There's points. Just look, your phone fell out. You know what I mean? So they have a rule, no electronic devices allowed on the field, in the dugout. Uh, he was suspended one game for having the phone. They said he didn't call anyone, didn't use the phone. The phone didn't ring. But uh, <laughs> one game suspended. Imagine the phone. Never see that. Fell out of his back pocket. <laughs> he tried to give it to the coach. The coach didn't want it at the beginning. He um, turned away. He's contesting. <laughs> he's contesting the the game. So why is he doing that? It's Don't obvious know. he had the phone, and there is a rule. What is he going to say? It's not my phone. Someone put a it very there. important call he had from the president was going to call him. Was going to call me, waiting for a call. <laughs> his wife you know, is pregnant. You know, something. It's it's like remember remember the guy with the cell phone a few years ago, the wide receiver on the Saints who has the same name as member of our panel, Joe Horn. Took out yeah. a cell phone after he scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spelled it differently, though. What are they, what are they doing? Yeah, was a so, you, you see who's leading the American League in batting now? The um, Twins have this guy, Lu, Luis Araz. Araz. Yeah, Araz. Araz. Twins, yeah. first baseman. Yeah. 335. Next closest one is Andres uh, Jimenez at uh, 309. X Smith. X Men, uh, yeah, the All Star team, yeah. of course. Right. But this guy uh, Luis Araz, he could win the batting champion. There's no one yeah. close. Good National leagues look close. Paul Goldschmidt, three twenty eight as of right now. Over. Freeman at three twenty. So there's a little race there. But imagine that. Where's McNeil in this? He he must be up. He's like third. Fifteen or something. Like around three hundred. There's like no, more than I think he's higher. He got three. He got three hits the other night. Oh, so I say he's about three ten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there was almost a perfect game last weekend. Uh, the yeah. Rays had a pitcher I'd never heard of him before, Russ Rasmussen. Yeah. Uh, but then if the leadoff double on top of the ninth by the Orioles, Jorge McRae. Mm. And the last perfect game in baseball. Did anyone know when it was? Mm. So Hernandez, Felix Hernandez, Felix yeah. Hernandez, in in almost. Almost 2010, 2012, I think. 2012, so it's 10 years ago. Yeah. Exactly 10 years ago, a couple of days. Interesting, right? Then uh, Albert Pujols' story came up. He got hot all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Three home runs. So as of now, he's 11 away from 700. You think so he's back? 10? You say 10? Another chance. Okay, you, you Roger says 10. You think he'll come back if he needs like two or three? The he next says day? he says no. Yeah, he says is, no. no. But but he's not getting ten more. Am I? No, I don't month? think he's. But he's been hot. He got four now in yeah. the last uh, week. Very interesting. You th you think he should come back? Yes. <laughs> what to get seven hundred? Yeah. But, but yeah, A-Rod retired at 696, right? Yeah, but he sort of involuntarily retired. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But you're out. You're out. That, that's my total. We'll see. We'll see what he does. But a nice little – I hope he makes a run at it. And those last few are the hardest to get. You know that. Gerald. McNeil is hitting 316. I have a oh, question. Oh, 16. Right. You're 316. I have a question. To qualify for the batting title, 
do you have to be up 3.1 times 162 games? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Plate appearances. It's a plate appearances. A plate appearances. Plate appearances. Yeah. 486. Yeah. So I don't know his number. He was out of a while? He was, he was only out a little bit of a week. Yeah. yeah. Not well, much. He's got 402 plate appearances. He'll make it. He'll make it. But he, he only needs 84 more. Yeah, but he's got to get right. hot. The other guy's got to get cold. You know, they drop a point. They drop a point at yeah. this point. Who uh, else needs Danny McLean to pitch to him? <laughs> <laughs> so this week, the Padres, go back to the Padres. They had a giveaway on September 7th. Not anymore. Fernando Tatis bobblehead. They said, we're going to scrap that. So Juan Soto giving a Juan Soto uh, T-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so before we go on to the other sports, I just want to bring up a couple more things. Give me a yes or no, because I saw this written and I, I had to write this down. It's a list of players who are not in the Hall of Fame. Maybe we did this before. Who who you think should be close? Did did yes that. or no? We did that. We did that last week. Yeah. Did we do that last week? Yes, yes. You just did that. Yes. Wow. Again. Got a couple more. Luis Tian. Yes or no? Yes. Thumbs up or a thumbs down, real quick. I, I would say, me too. Uh, Frank Tanana. Okay. Fred McGriff. Okay, good. Dwight Evans. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Well, a couple of people say yes. Yeah. I don't see how he could be in the Oval. Joe Carter, I'm giving the thumbs down. Mm. Okay, you that historic home run, but I don't think it's Hall of Fame. I don't know. Mark Langston, pitcher. Is that who they named Langston Avenue after? That's right. Yeah. Oral Hershiser had a great career. I would say yes. I'm going down. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Do oh, sir, doesn't he hold a record for the most shut out innings? In the World Series, he yeah. broke uh, oh, Drysdale's no, record. Season. Oh. The season, I think he broke Drysdale's record. record. But does that make him a Hall of Famer? No. Today, he was a pretty pretty good pitcher. He was a pretty good pitcher. Pretty, pretty good pitcher. I don't know what his final stats were. So. Okay, Lou Whitaker. No. If you put Alan Trammell. If Bill mm-hmm. Mazeroski's in, put Lou Whitaker. I don't see Bi- a difference. If Bill Mazeroski's in, Lou Whitaker deserves to be in. But you put <laughs> Alan Trammell in. Which I yes. don't understand why he's in, and they don't pull. You say he says down, down, down. All right. I don't know off the field if the guy was a not good guy, a bad guy, but I don't know. Fred Lynn. Yeah, anybody named Fred should be in. <laughs> I think his career was. You got Jim Rice in. You got Jim Rice and Fred Lynn was also absolutely. Making, I think nah, too, Lynn was making injuries, more. Uh, too many injuries. He, he didn't last long enough. Right, it's too interesting. Kofax didn't last long enough either. They put Matt in. But Kofax was so, those last six seasons were just so dominant. I know. Got a few more. Jim Edmonds. Great fielder. Jim Edmonds. On the cusp, but no. Juan Gonzalez. We talked about him. Two MVP awards. Pretty good hitter. Good hitter. Home runs. No. Will Clark. No. Uh, Tommy John, no. Tommy John. I'm going to say yes for Tommy John. Just because his name certain. comes up every day in conversation. <laughs> every for day. that reason, he should be in the Hall of Fame. What do you have? 270 some odd wins? 88. 288. Like Sox and Dodgers. 
few more I got here. Dave Parker. Thank you. Hall yeah. of Famer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think so. yeah, I'd say so. Al Oliver had a very good career. Had 3,000 hits, didn't he? That, that's, no, Al Oliver, no. no. Didn't? Bill Madlock. No. Two batting championships, I think. I think he played long enough. All right. Hideo Nomo. No. And Kenny Boyer. Yes. Boyer? Kenny Boyer? Boyer, I'd say yes. All right. Just one of the opinion. If, if I bring this up next week, just tell me we did it already. Twice. New players. New players. Uh, I read a fact today. This, this is fact by Robin Roberts. When I think of Robin Roberts, I know he's in the Hall of Fame, but when I think of Robin Roberts, I think of Philadelphia Phillies, even though he played for other teams, but he made his numbers on the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> losing teams. But the Phillies were perennial losers during his entire career. In 1951, with the Phillies, he started 41 games and completed 33 of them. Wow. And in that year, he pitched 346 and two-thirds oh, innings. Wow. Yeah. Imagine that. Last year, there were only 21 complete games. Yeah. So, nice, nice going. <laughs> nice going for them. Okay. Uh, any of you see, by the way, the Little League World Series is starting today. In some game. Did you hear about that story last week? I have two Little League stories, then we'll definitely move on. There were two Little League stories which I thought were amazing. Last week, they had like the last two teams going for the championship of the, of the, of the um, conference, the uh, uh, territory, what do they call it? Division. Region. 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 Like region. North New England region. The championship region. So this is the Northwest Little League region between Washington and Oregon. Right. Oregon was ahead going to yeah. the bottom of the sixth, the last inning, and going and was, was ahead, and Washington tied it up. Extra innings, the bottom of the seventh. Washington was up again. They were the home team. Two outs, a runner on first. The batter hits a ball over third base. The third base umpire puts his hands up, meaning foul ball. The home plate umpire had his hand in fair territory, signaling fair ball. <clears throat> the runner on first didn't know what the heck to do. He just kept running and running and running. Third base coach says, score, score, score. The kid scores. It goes to a replay discussion, and they say Washington wins. But the umpire, right by third base, foul ball. And the other umpire just put his hand out, meaning showing a fair ball. What a way to a kid. Kids lose in this way. Terrible, terrible. What are you going to do? What are you going to do in that case? Terrible. If it was major league, it would be appealed, and the appeal would win. Yeah. There was another story I wanted to bring up. This is a sad story. Did you hear the sad story about the little leaguer from Utah? That fell yeah, out of the bed? He's doing better. He's doing better. 12-year-old Easton uh, Oliverson. 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 His critical condition with a head injury. Mm. He fell out of the top of a bunk bed, hit his head. Mm. His dad was is the assistant coach. The kid sustained uh, a punctured artery mm. that caused bleeding in the brain and required a piece of his skull to be removed. 
Yeah. Say he's doing better today. Yeah, there was an article in today's post said that he's up and talking and he's and he, he's aware. They asked him certain questions like how old you are, and he was thrilled that his favorite player, Mookie Betts, sent him a video. Oh. Get well video. So yeah. he's doing a lot better. The team goes on and plays, but can you imagine that? Hmm. They took all the beds down. They literally took all the double beds, the bunk beds, and they put them on the floor. I didn't hear that one, but okay. Yeah, it's a, you know, like they bunk them for the week while they're there. Yeah, yeah. There was a sad note in baseball, too. I I have a sad note with with Mary Shepard. No. I have Mary Shepard, the the wife of Bob Shepard. No. Ladies and gentlemen, batting uh, Derek Jita. I got another one. Uh, she was 50, uh, so she died, uh, yeah. 95. Yeah. Husband died at 99. They lived in Baldwin. She oh, was an elementary school teacher in Levittown in Baldwin for 26 years. She died of a heart condition. Who do you have? Yeah. I would, they said this on a Met game the other day that the Giants were having a 10th year anniversary of the 2012 team, and Tim Lincecum wasn't there because his wife, 38 years old, died of cancer. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah, it was late late in June, I think. Yeah. And Lin- Lincecum is very, uh, keeps his personal life yeah, very they, quiet. They did mention him yeah. in that broadcast. Yeah. They, uh, I don't even think they knew he was married, to say the truth. Uh, really? Yes, yeah. I heard that. And why did he eventually step away from baseball? Howie? Uh, probably for the same reason that Madison Baumgartner at age 33, no longer has it. Uh, I don't think Lincecum, once he lost uh, Mars Prior off his fastball, he didn't develop another pitch. He tried. tried I think he, last, he last was with the Angels, and that was it. And right. Bumgarn is going through the same way with uh, Arizona. He, but he's still trying. pitching Bumgarn. Yeah, but he's like 6 and 12. He's had a losing record yeah. since he went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. With one day, but all of a sudden he was gone, and was a, a back east we didn't hear too much about why he just dropped out of sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody else have more baseball stories before we go on? Watching the time here. Okay, what do you got there? You got a card? Like a Mickey card? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, Gerald. What do you got? The court, the 1952 Mickey Mantle card on eBay. Retails for about one five zero thousand, and that would be the biggest thousand. One five zero thousand, one hundred fifty thousand. Oh wow! Uh, but don't the cars go for a millions now? No. Well, that's Honus Wagner. Honus, the Honus Wagner card goes for millions. I thought that that was that car was going to outbid the uh, out. Um... I don't have the fifty two. Mm, I have a reprint of it. <laughs> I thought that car was the biggest selling, car, you know, the highest bidding car. That car, the Mickey card, no? Well, according to eBay, it's one hundred fifty thousand. Maybe I maybe I read it wrong. Okay, so in football, the big news, of course, is Zach Wilson. Will he be back to start the season? Any you guys, Jet fans? Are we all giant. You're a Jet fan, Joe. What do you think? No. No. Uh, it doesn't know. A menis a meniscus. How do you say it? meniscus tear? My son had a meniscus tear, and you, know, you have to keep exercising it for a month or so. Then you maybe you're okay but to play football. I don't know. 
He had a tear. They did a surgery. They did, did something for like 15, 20 minutes. They put him to sleep. They did something. And of course, it was stiff. And they had to do a physical therapy. Uh, and I remember took him to the doctor, brought him back. And after a month or so, he's okay. But he's Yeah, just, but he's not, he's not getting chased around by 300 yeah, pounds. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. So, I don't think I think they're going to be very uh, very cautious with him. I think they'll start the season with Flacco. Yeah, I think so. Let too. him work his way back. Where's the statistic as far as exit preseason? The Ravens have a 21 game winning streak in preseason. Doesn't I think they, they just lose last week. No, nothing. No, unless they lost yesterday. Mm. But I read a 21 game in preseason, which means that's like six years, right? Five years, four years. I mean, like four games, four times five is five years. Now it's right. the thing they changed the three games. Deshaun Watson, more 11 that, games. Marcus. More than that, Marcus. Remember that in, in 2020, they didn't play any preseason games because of the pandemic. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So Deshaun Watson gets 11 games and he has to pay $5 million. Should have, should have been suspended for at least the whole season. So yeah. what do you think about that? None. That's your comment. What do you guys think? That's my comment. should have gotten the whole season. At least the whole season. Least whole season. season. Yep. I'm, At least. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo now. It's 11 games. 11 Who games. they got? Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. As the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. This just came down today, right? It was just came down today. So. I didn't yeah. even see it. Yeah, five, uh, yeah, eleven games. It'd be uh, be ironic. He's is uh, eligible to come to come back when they play the Texans. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, we'll see how they use him. Eleven games, interesting, and I'm sure he'll be booed. Is he is he allowed to practice with the team during that, or is he uh, have That's to be away from the week, team I facilities? Think. I can be paid, right? Yeah. I think he can just practice this first week. Oh. And then he's and then he can't anymore. Mm. Or maybe he could practice on the field, and then when the boys' team comes, he has to leave. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bad news, uh, sad news. Len Dawson is in hospice. Yes, yeah, eighty-seven yeah. years old. Lenny Dawson, uh, eighty-seven. So we're waiting for a, a news report that his number come up. And then Deion Sanders had his two toes on his left foot amputated. Yeah, saw that too. You guys hear about that? You saw yes. him last year. With crutches on the sideline, he, Jackson State, I think he was coaching, yeah. head coaching. He had uh, two life-threatening blood clots in his big toe and second on his left foot, so they amputated him. Did he, they, Mark? Did they hire uh, Zimmer as the assistant coach to help him out? Former Vikings coach. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that one. I think I heard that. I didn't hear that one. And uh, uh, Joe Klecko. Could be named to the Hall of Fame. He's now he went on to the next round on the oh. senior senior list. So it'd be the nice. New York Sack Exchange. Yeah, Klecko can get in there. He also nominated uh, Chuck Howley and Ken Riley uh, of the senior committee. So then they'll go vote and see what happens. The Giants announced uh, one, two, three, six new guys, at least six new guys for the Ring of Honor. What's the Ring of Honor? You've been to a Giant game? What do they do? They put their name up there? They put their number up there, I think, the uniform number. Leonard Marshall, Joe Morris, Otis Anderson, Rodney Hampton, Jimmy Patton, and Carl Rote. 
Mm. They're putting on, they have a ceremony sometime during the season to honor them. Uh, Good players. Yeah. (laughs) Bunch of players. Is Kiki Barber Barber up there? Anyone know? No. Kiki Barber's not up there? No. They got Rodney Hampton and Otis Anderson. And Bill Morris. uh, Super Bowl with that team. Kyle Rope must be long dead. Kyle Rowe. Remember Kyle Rowe? Yeah, yeah, sure. Tight end? Tight end, yeah. Halfback. Yeah. Halfback? Yeah. Tight end? No, he's a, a receiver. He's no, a, he was, yeah. he saw he was a halfback. Fred's right. He's he also a tailback in college. He's, he's, he's also a re- related to Tobin Rhodes. Remember the quarterback? Yes. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me a basket. What's the basketball news, Fred? Okay. Well, let's lead off with the New York Liberty pulling a surprise in the playoffs yesterday in a best two out of three, but a very unusual format where the first two games are the, the team with the better better record has has the home advantage for the first two games. And then if it's game three, the Liberty will play. So they, they beat the, the champion Chicago Sky yesterday, 97-91, 98-91, by scoring the last 13 points of the game. And now even if they lose the next game, they'll have – the home court advantage in the deciding game at Barclays. And another thing this week, there was a death in basketball, a renowned coach, Pete Carrill of yeah. Princeton, you, who had a lot of uh, a lot of great accomplishments. I know you, you guys remember almost beating UCLA in the first round in 89. He beat UCLA. But they, they beat, beat UCLA, UCLA in 96 when they were champions. And also, they Princeton did win when the NIT really was – something back in 1975 they won the nit championship they led by you might remember a player brian taylor who later played for the nets real you know he's known for his slow motion thinking man's basketball great you know had a great record at princeton and just 92 years old and he had a great career and a great life 514 wins 261 Losses. That's a great career. Very, very great career. And on a, I'll just say a one sentence note because I really don't like talking about it, but it is news. Kevin Durant says, "Forget the rumors. I'm not retiring." And <laughs> what the, rumors? And, and the NBA schedule came out yesterday. And the interesting, I thought, was interesting that the NBA must feel that he's going to be traded because they did not put the Nets. On Christmas Day, while they, the Knicks are playing the Sixers on Christmas Day, hmm. <coughs> excuse me, and the Nets' number of bro- national broadcasts are, are, are down considerably. But there are five games on Christmas Day. The highlight is Memphis at Golden State. And they, they move their schedule. They're trying to eliminate, or not eliminate, but curtail travel as much as they can. So what they're doing is teams are playing back-to-back games in a city. Like, for example, Indiana is playing the Nets October 29th, and then two days later, October 31st. So they won't have to travel. They'll be in Brooklyn for three days. The Knicks go to Chicago for uh, back-to-back games in in December. And teams that a lot of teams coming to New York will play the Nets and the Knicks, while teams who will go in Los Angeles will play the uh, Lakers and the Clippers, Clippers. And, and, and they've also, I'm looking, reading now the press, re- the NBA, the official NBA press release, which my son sent me, they're doing something called rivalry, rivalry week, 
from January 23rd to January 28th, where they claim they have a lot of rivalry games, like the Lakers are going to play the Celtics, Knicks are going to play the Nets that week, some some others, and the league also has decided not to play any games on election day, November right. 8th, but all 30 teams will be playing the night before, which they will hope to use that night to encourage people to vote and a good idea. participate in, in the process. Especially now. The opening oh, night games will be October 18th. They'll be starting with a doubleheader. Celtics and Sixers, Rat Sixers and the Warriors will, will be playing the Lakers at home and the Warriors will be getting their championship rings that night. And, <laughs> and they're making a big deal that league-wide, like I said about travel, miles miles that teams have to travel is down by 50,000 miles this year. And that's about it. What about the contract uh, LeBron James just signed? I was, I was going to mention yeah. he re-signed for two more years. That's yeah. all I'll say about that. And uh, he's, his son has three years before he comes out, right? And he has a player So I'm, I'm not sure years. where his son is at. I heard it. He can't play. He wants to play with his son. Yeah, I, that three I years away, and the contract was only for two years. So who knows what's going to happen yeah. in three years? He has a player option for the third year. And right. next year, he's he's going to pass uh, uh, Jabbar in points, be the all-time scorer. Yeah, somebody figured out that I was watching the, the that if he averages twenty-seven points points a game, and he plays fifty games, he'll he'll break that record when they play the Celtics in Boston. If, that, if that's the case. Did you ever think that record would be broken? Jabbar's scoring <laughs> record? Never, huh? No. I, don't I knew this kid back in high school. I knew him in high school. All yeah. right. So, Roger, what do you got? Yeah, just... Uh, Roger, uh, you in a car? I'm in a car, yeah. yeah. Okay, Roger, from the car. I'm not driving. <laughs> I think that game with Kirill was a game against uh, Georgetown. You're right. It was Georgetown. Georgetown was like number one ranked overall. I think Ewing yeah. was still at Georgetown. Yeah, they, mm. they lost by like one point, Princeton, or something like that. Uh, no, I don't think no he, business for I don't, I don't think it, no, ever it, was, be it was after Ewing because it was 89. They were always in the game, always yeah. keeping the score down. Yeah, Princeton missed a couple of shots in the in the in the last couple of minutes that could have won the game. But but you're right, Roger. I meant to say Georgetown because they, they they did beat UCLA seven years later in the right. in the first round. But they were good. They were very disciplined, Princeton. Oh yeah, very, very disciplined. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. Always for a long time. For a long time. Um, any hockey news? I have no hockey news. I have one note, which is not a big deal here. It's a big deal, me. Well, one of the key players on Colorado, Nassim Kadre, signed a seven-year contract with Calgary today. It's a free agent. That's like I said, it's not a big, it's not a big deal here. No, no news, no news. Any Very bowling news, Danny? Any bowling no, news? No bowling news, huh? I want to go on the trivia questions and wrap this baby up, okay? So, yeah. Milton, you want to go first in trivia okay. today? Yep. In this day in history, August 18th, 1992, an NBA player retired. He only played 13 years. He was one of the three-time champion and one of the first three-point and best consistent three-point shooters. Retired after 13 years on this date, 1992. Mm. Who was it? Mm. Larry Bird. I just thought it was. Oh, yeah. Larry Bird. And the longest single record 
1992 was by Whitney Houston, I'll Always Love You. It was number one more than any other record in 1992. Number one on the billboards. How about that? Uh, always mm. have a fact. It was like 87. That okay, that okay, good. Ask our friend and then Stephen. Okay. Max Scherzer has a record of 199 wins, 99 losses. If he wins his next game before, before he loses the next game, he'll become the sixth player in Major League history to win 200 games before, before, before getting to 100 losses. Name the other five. Whitey Ford. That is one. Cy Young. Pedro Martinez. That is two. Cy Young. No. Tom Seaver. No. Juan Marichal. Juan Marichal is three. Go I'll fast. Just say, I'll just say the other two yeah. are, are pitches that ne- nobody on this panel saw pitch. <laughs> Jack Chesgrove. No. <laughs> Lefty Grove. Lefty Grove is right. Lefty Grove, really? One wow, more. Yeah, he had a great one. I got this from today's post, by the uh, way. What's the what's the initials? GCA. GCA. Over Cleveland Alexander. Exactly, right. Grover <laughs> Cleveland Alexander. Wow. It was in today's John Hayden's column in the post. Doesn't he go by a different name, Grover Cleveland? Like uh Pete, 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 Alexander. Yeah. All right, Stephen. When Michael Jordan came out of college, he was the third pick in the draft. Who were the first two? Uh, was that year Larue Martin one of them? No. Oh, Benoit Benjamin. No. No, no really. No, was a uh, oh Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. He was yeah. two. Sam right. Bowie, and then a, a nothing. Yeah, with Ben. Yeah, Sam Bowie was two. Oh. Oh, who was one? Uh, he was two? Yeah. Dan Bowie was number two. Oh, right. Who was one? Who First was one was really a great player, Hall of Famer. Oh, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't see. Initials. Uh, Houston. He played for Houston. Oh, Elijah won? Elijah won? Elijah won. Elijah won. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Of course. <laughs> the Rockets went for him over here. He was some player, boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, let's go on to Gerald. You muted, Gerald. MLB player who has the all-time record for being hit by a pitch. Ron Hunt? I'll give no, I'll give you a lot of hints. John Dallas? No, let me give you some hints. He was he's a Hall of Famer. Uh from 1891 to 1918, and he and he was hit 287 times. Cap and his, and his initials are H J. H what? H J. Harry yeah. James. Harry uh, Jennings. Harry Jennings. Hugh Jennings. Yeah. Very good. Hugh Jennings. Hugh Jennings. Hugh Jennings. Yeah. What did I tell you about? What did I tell you about? If you didn't leave early. At games, you will remember. He would be a late. <laughs> 1890s, he's talking about, right? Oh, he's very old years later. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like Don Baylor or Ron Hunt. All right, Fred, what do you got? Who is the only player from a losing team to be named MVP in the Super Bowl? Oh, oh um, the, yeah, the linebacker just... for um, Dallas. Chuck Halley. Chuck Halley, right. Chuck Halley. Super Bowl five. He had two yeah. interceptions. They lost 16. 
16-13 to the Colts. Right. Uh, I don't, that game I remember. I remember where I was. Long was that time the game ago, Tom Maddie was the quarterback? Who? Tom, was that the game that Tom Maddie quarterback for the Colts? No, he. I think he quarterbacked when they, before Super Bowl era. I think he quarterbacked before the Super Bowl. Oh. I'm thinking, if I remember correctly. But who who would have been the MVP if they picked an offensive player? Well, then they kick a winning field goal. Who's the field goal kicker for the Colts? Oh, oh, Steve oh. Myra. Steve Myra. Wasn't he the field goal kicker? No, yeah. I think he was. No, he was gone already, Steve Myra. Nicole, he was kicking the 58, 59. Jim O'Brien. No. You're thinking Lou Michaels was gone. Steve no, Myra was no, later no. on. No. Well, who kicked the field goal? Was it Jim, Jim O'Brien? Jim O'Brien doesn't hit, hit me. But who would be the MVP? All right, something to think about. Let's we'll figure out. Tell us next week or tell us. You look it up now. You got it ready? Uh, Maybe Gerald got it. Gerald got it. No, no, I, I have another trivia. Oh, I <laughs> no, no, I don't have, I don't have it. Right, That's for two centuries ago, Gerald. Not long well, ago. Enough. This is less than two centuries <laughs> ago. Who's the yeah, only what do you got, Gerald? Come on. Who's, what do you got, Gerald? Who's the only major league player to be in the Civil War? <laughs> MLB, MLB pitcher who hit the most batters in a career. I'll tell you the years and the and number of times and the initials. 1887 to 1901. <laughs> <laughs> I pledge no more 1800s. Oh my god! In surfing, what's shooting the tube mean? What in the in the sport of surfing? On the mark, we talk about all various sports. So in the sport of surfing, what's the when term? The wave, when the wave shooting curls? the tube means? Yeah. When, when you're under the, when curl. the wave curls. You go through the waves. Okay. Yeah. Surfing riding inside the curved arc of the wave. Very good. Very good. And I've never surfed and never will. <laughs> but I do like the Beach Boys. So. How about this one? <laughs> Who is the only player to play in a perfect game in the a perfect game in the World Series? So we know that's 56, right? And right. He also play in the perfect game in the regular season. Same guy. Wow. So he played in the 56 against Lawson. Oh, well, right. it could have been with Lawson. <laughs> oh, he must, also must be a Dodger. And yeah, he was he, still yeah. with the Dodgers when Koufax pitched his perfect game. All right, so your answer's off. The Cubs. So who were the pitchers? Or who was the player first? Uh, Junior Gilliam. Exactly right. And who were the, and who wow. were the pitches? Don Lawson, Sandy Koufax. You got it. Got him exactly wow. right. Thank you. Figured it out. That's good. Which wow. figure out? All right, a couple more. Uh, Fred? Hey, Milton might know this one. After his career as an NFL quarterback ended, which guy became a dentist? Huh? 
I know NFL. Jim Lombard did it from the Boston Red Sox. But no, this, is, this is football. Football. Oh, Who? I, think, I think he played for the Colts for a while. And did he do your teeth? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, initials are GC. GC. Mm-hmm. What position? Quarterback. Gary Quazzo? Gary Quazzo is right. Right. Fred, Terry Dissinger became a dentist also. Who? Terry Dissinger. Oh, oh football, yeah, basketball player from Purdue. Yeah. That's right. Casey Stengel started out to become one. That's right. He, he yeah. went to dental school, went right? Dental yeah. Casey did. Did not know that. Did not know that. A few more questions. Anybody else? You got you stumped here. Okay. <clears throat> Who was the first player to play? Wait, the first major league player to play in a Super Bowl. I think we had this question before. Do you the major league oh, player, uh, the first one, and he also mm-hmm. played in the Super Bowl. Brian Jordan? Oh. No, you, this name is not a household name. He mm-hmm. played with the Senators. He was the outfielder, first baseman, and he played with the Packers. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what it is. Tom uh, Brown. Tom Brown is absolutely right. Wow. Good one. Wow. I remember that when you said when, when you said Packers and Senators. Mm-hmm. Very good, Fred. Just, me- just remember the name. I don't remember much about him. Memory. Anybody else? Well, Good. Just to let you know, the Yankees are starting Florio and Cabrera tonight. Again. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, they won with him yesterday. So I much. hope they do better than yesterday. They, if, 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 if they lose the series, Toronto may be within a little bit of striking distance of them. Yeah. Well, I think they're I 10 think now. They're, they 10 I think they're down the nine in the loss column. Yeah. But, but me, meanwhile, the Baltimore Orioles keep playing well. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. two out of three from Toronto. I have one more question. The A's spent 13 years in Kansas City. That's all they spent, 13 years right. in Kansas City. Which pitcher had the most wins during the A's years in Kansas City? Bobby Shantz? No. Jim Archer? No. Jim who? Bud Archer. No. Bud Daly. Bud Daly. Very good. He had 13 oh, wow. You know, You know what else, Bud Daly? I think. He, I th- wasn't he a losing pitcher in the only game the Yankees lost in the 61 World Series? Uh, could be. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's right. They, they've won the five games. You're right. Let me, ta- let me take a look. Check that out. Anybody else have any more questions? Fred, you got one? We'll close yes. the show with your question then. Yeah, one more. Who was the first, who was the first player to play in the major leagues who also played in the Little League World Series? The first. First. So it wasn't Frazier. No. And it wasn't, was it Burrow? No, that was Burrow. No. I'll tell you, he was on the 61 Reds. Who? He's a pitcher. A pitcher? Maloney? No. 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 Who does they have the Reds pitcher? Maloney? Joey J? Joey, Joey J, right. Joey J. Wow. I, just, Joey J. I just... Pick them. <laughs> Pick them as a as a Milwaukee Brave, but he just also pitched for them too. He was on the, he was on that Reds team though. Okay, you got something, Joe? Before we close up, yeah. Regarding Bud Daly, postseason pitching, 
1961 with the Yankees World Series. He was 1-0 versus Cincinnati. Oh, he won. 1962. He, won. he was 0-0 versus San Francisco. No, so he got a win, not a loss. So we have to sizzle. Right. Maybe Art Dittmar. We're finishing up. Or Ralph Perry. <laughs> Who lost that game? I don't know. We we'll figure it out. Jot it down. Tell us next 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 week on this. Okay. All right, okay. guys. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys for the last hour and a half or so. Show number 120. In the books. Coming on. Put it in the books. Put it in the oh. books. And uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I certainly did. And we'll see you all out there next week. Enjoy, enjoy all the games that are going on. And uh, hopefully we'll, your team will have lots of wins between now and next week. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Have a good week. Talk to you soon. Be good. Thanks a lot. You too, Take Mark. Care. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Thanks, Mark. Stay Take safe. Care, Take care, Mark.